Hey, hey, my name is Kirsten Galfan, and I'm so glad you're here. We'll be chatting and getting pumped up about how to make your life better and healthier, and sometimes easier and more fun too, right? I get to coach and train people like you almost every day, and we bring the fun, accountability, and results to where you're at right now. We'll be here weekly with a fun and crazy mix of inspiration and application, incredible guests, and your quick Friday victory lap. You are here at the Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. Woo woo! I'm so excited to have you, Trina. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. What a fun way to start with a fist pumping woo woo. That's so, <laughs> so Kirsten. That's right. Well, Trina, thanks for joining me. Um, this is funny because we have such a history and you're a longtime mentor. And I'm so excited to hear from you uh, on this topic, which is success on your terms. And I know you feel super passionate about it. And I just want to start off by thanking you for being a long-term time mentor. Thank you for believing in me. I don't know that I would be sitting here in this way today if it weren't for you uh, believing in me, like giving me probably way more than I could uh, thought I could handle at the time. And what I'm like getting emotional thinking about it. I am so thankful because this has been such a the journey of fitness and fitness inspired and, you know, working with you in different, different times in the journey is like, I love it so much. It's one of my life's work. So thank you. Oh, Kirsten, when you walked into my world so long ago, more than 15 years ago, as a college grad, you just have such a light about you. And so obviously your listeners and podcasters and clients know this about you, but you're just the person that people want to be around. People notice you make people feel better. And so it was fun to give you opportunity to help grow a new business because you didn't have a lot of the hangups or the baggage um, that people acquire throughout their journey. You, you didn't even know enough at the time yeah. to have fear or to not be confident or to second guess yourself. You hadn't been conditioned to that yet. And so it was very fun to let you um, unleash your creativity um, on my workplace. So I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit on this topic, but I've always loved, um, believing in other women, especially, and seeing that success part of success in this world, isn't keeping it all to yourself, but paying it forward and, and helping build success in others. So you're a great example of that. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. And I think it's so cool that you point out because I didn't appreciate it at the time, but now as a more seasoned, uh, entrepreneur and just, uh, you know, being a part of life that you do, you don't realize, like, I didn't know enough, which was awesome. And yeah. so just recently in the last couple of years, I've, I've kind of thought about tapping back into like, how can I tap back into that? Cause I loved that about my green self. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, it's, right? It's the self that doesn't have all the other voices in your head yet. Yeah. Uh, what will they think of me if I do that? Or should I try that? What if it doesn't work? Like at the time, I think that you're um, young and eager and creative and really didn't. And, and I was too. I mean, we're, yeah. we're not that different in age. And when I opened the business, I didn't know enough to think that I should worry about what everyone else thinks. 
mm-hmm. and that I should worry about what happens if it doesn't work. Because at the time I was like, well, if it doesn't work, you just find a new path. What do you mean if it doesn't work? Well, it might not work, but this, something will work. Like I really, yeah. you know, you don't really feel the weight of the world yet or the weight of people's opinions yet or the weight of responsibility yet, mm-hmm. um, as maybe we do now. So yeah, I'm excited for our topic. Okay, cool. So uh, I would like to hear, because I know you use this language about different hats. So I would like just to get to know you a little bit better. Tell us about a few hats you're proud of. And then I think that's going to segue really well into uh, success on your terms. So okay. let's hear it. Cool. So the concept behind this, this term of having different hats, or we'll all refer to them as different roles in life comes from a funny story. So people will appreciate it more if they hear the backstory. So the backstory yeah. is that there was a time in my life where I thought we were supposed to accumulate roles that the more hats we wear, the more valuable we are in this world. And the more we are looked uh, well upon. So this was probably about 10 years ago. I went to a conference in Dallas, Texas, and it was hosted by the Franklin Covey Institute. Those are the people that also the uh, Franklin or Stephen Covey wrote the book, seven habits of highly successful people. Well, his family ended up creating this whole Institute. Um, and it's like this family business has become a lot about business and time management and all these things. So I went to this Institute in Dallas for two days and it was about time management. And I was running a business, running an online business, a local business, two local businesses. I was a mom, I had kids, all these things. So I go to this and Kirsten, the first exercise they had us do We're at tables of like six and there's probably eight tables in the room. So pretty small room. And we had to write down all of our roles in life. And I was like, oh, here we go. Ah. My time to shine. (laughs) We're board of directors. I was a soccer coach, a health club owner, a wife, a mom. I I mean, I just, I could personal trainer, online coach, beach body coach. I could just rail. I was like rolling. So when we finished the lady, Bobby was her name. She was the trainer, the uh, business trainer. And she said, everybody stand up. So I'll stand up. And she says, um, keep standing. If you have more than three roles, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be here all day. Five, <laughs> roles, 10 roles, 15 roles, 20 roles. And it was somewhere around 24. I'd have to look back. Um, but somewhere around, like, I felt like I had, I was, you know, a wife, a daughter, a friend. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was like the last one standing. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the most eye-opening times of my life because the woman said, tr- Bobby, the trainer said, you don't want to be the last one standing because if you have all these roles, you're doing none of them well, and mm-hmm. you're basically super scattered and you think that your value is being more things to more people mm-hmm. and truly your value is being best version of yourself first and then pick a few roles. And then we got down to the nitty gritty really of her, their recommendation in their training, which I didn't. No, because we didn't get the training manual yet. Was <laughs> five to seven roles. So I'm kind of a Virgo type A. I like things lined up. Don't tell me five to seven. I'll yeah. just go six. Yeah, yeah. And so we've lived in this place of of being willing to have like six different roles in life at any given time. And the important thing about it, Kirsten, is that you're allowed to let the roles shift as life shifts and they're not ranked. So it's one of my favorite lessons in this world that I brought into my life because you don't have to decide in any given time what's more important, being a significant other or a spouse or being a mom, being a business owner or being a daughter. Like you're not asked to rank them and they're allowed to shift. So for your listeners, just thinking about this exercise alone, if you had six roles that you had to decide at one time in my life, being a friend moved outside that circle. 
that I just felt like I couldn't also take care of my relationships, my business, my kids and myself. If I was also a friend and if you were a coworker, I could be a friend because you were in one of my roles of being a business owner, but I didn't have time for extra friendships. Well, as life changes, maybe sometimes in your life, you're more of a daughter, you're more of a sister, you're more of a friend, you're more like those other roles are always a part of who you are, but sometimes different ones take center stage. So one role that I added to my life way back then was self. I'm just, I'm allowed to take care of myself. It can be one of my six roles when I'm better at myself and better at other things. So in addition to that, I am a mom of two teenagers, which is a huge part of my life being a mom. I, I feel like it is something that I really love working at that my goal of parenting is not to create two images of myself but my goal of parenting is to create two independent creative forces of nature who are very much the reflection of themselves mm. and so i've tried really hard over the years to find different ways to help my children find who they are their voice their talents and not have them be a reflection of what i see for them in the world but what do they see for themselves in the world so anyway that's too much on that yeah. So self-parent, I'm a fiance. Uh, we hope to get a wedding date set at some point um, <laughs> soon, but the pandemic is interesting, right? Um, so my fiance has three kids of her own. So I have three other kids in my world. They're younger um, than my own. So we have kids ranging from four to 18. Wow. Household, But being a fiance, being a partner is a huge part of my life. Just being in a relationship and uh, wanting to um, have a happy household and, um, you know, do life, you know, do life with someone that you're meant to be alongside and do life with. So, um, that's a big part of my world. Owning two health clubs. I'm a business owner is a big part of my world. And then a business mentor in Beachbody. So being an online Beachbody coach is a big part of my world. Um, so those are some of the things that I do in this world. Sweet. I love it. I love it. So sometimes I know I've been in this boat before. I don't know if you have, but I've definitely, been there myself and with clients, I hear this too. Sometimes when we're thinking about success on our terms, we get stuck before we get started because we're like, what, what do I want? (laughs) What do I want? And so, um, what would you say to that? Like, what if you're like, Oh, how do I kind of, where do you start out? Yeah, because a lot of times all these other voices, like we were talking about earlier, now I sound like a schizophrenic, I swear (laughs) I'm not, Um, but sometimes all these other voices, uh, whether they people you respect, people you're trying to make happy, um, different people's needs and desires, you forget to say like, whoa, 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 what do I want for my life? What does success look like? And I think it starts with what do I want? So what would you say to us about that? I love the question and I've been to so many conferences over the years in the fitness industry, outside of it, business conferences, business lectures, conventions, books, audios. Like I'm telling you, I know that I don't have all the answers. So I've always been a person willing to read. What do the experts say? What do professionals, what do life coaches, what do business coaches, what do other people say on this topic? And I'm going to find the ones that resonate with me. So it's so funny. Any question you have for me, I think like, oh, I learned this once and I grabbed hold of this lesson and I've carried it in my life. So years ago, someone asked me what my three to five year plan was. And Kirsten, to be just be blunt, I was super annoyed. Really? I just leaned back in my chair. and was like, I don't, 
I don't know. I don't yeah. even know where I'm going on vacation next summer. Like what yeah. five years from now? Like, I don't know. I think uh-huh. I have a good vision for what I value in my life. And I think when I was able to dream about what I wanted my lifestyle to be like, but like the three to five year plan sounds like too CPA ish to me. And I'm not CPA ish. I'm an entrepreneur. Right. Yes. So I didn't like the question because uh. I feel like I had a, a clear prediction, but instead when I was at that conference and they asked me that, I'm like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. What can I answer? And I was like, I remember someone saying to me once, what would a perfect day look like? So for me, success starts with knowing what's an ideal day in your life. And what's so fun about this concept, Kirsten, is it takes something that's so big and grandiose. Like, what do you want your five-year plan to be? Or what does success look like to you? You're like, I don't know. Is success that I won a chamber award? Is success that I paid off this bill or debt or my kid got into a college or my kid made the team? Is that success? Or did I hit the 10-year mark in my marriage? Or that... Is it just these things we're trying to accomplish or achieve or benchmarks? And then I'm like, no, none of those things, truly none of those things, because you never know what journey your life is going to take or what's going to change or a health condition or a divorce or a move or, okay, life's going to change. You're just trying to accumulate titles and successes. It's it's not easy to predict. It's not easy to predict because circumstances are out of our control. What I can predict, what I can predict is what is a, what does an ideal day look like in my life? And what, what that does for me is help me decide, okay, so fitness matters to me because it would include some kind of exercise. Nature matters to me because it would include some kind of a dog walk or walk outside. Um, love matters to me because it would include some kind of conversation actually with my significant other, with my family. Um, health matters to me because it would include maybe some kind of a meditation, a healthy meal, a time with a book right? Business matters to me because it would include moving my businesses forward and feeling like I made progress in my work that day. So all of those things I can manage to look at and say, okay, well, these are the things that matter to me. And this is how it shows up in my day, a workout, a walk, a conversation, um, time with the loved ones, a meal. Those things are easier for me to predict no matter what is happening in the world. And so I love looking when you told me our topic was success on your terms, I'm like, okay, the main message here is the roles. Make sure you don't have too many, make sure you know what ones take center stage in your life right now. And the second one is really an ideal day. And I, and I mean it from the sense of down to, would you prefer to have more time to yourself in the morning? Would an ideal day be to get up an hour earlier and have some quiet time to journal or to work out or to meditate or to read or um, to get an hour of work in or to walk like, or are you, would you, do you value not waking up to an alarm clock or what it really like, when do you want to eat? And what does that food look like? And are you sitting down with others or are you eating at a desk? Or um, it's really kind of fun to look at when I think of an ideal day, Kirsten, I think of an ideal day during the week, like a work week. And it helps me decide what meetings I do and don't want. Yeah. What I do and don't want to do with my work, what I want to agree to do and not do. Conversations like this will will be included in an ideal day for me because I love mentoring and teaching and conversation. But other things won't make my list. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I also look at a weekend, and an ideal weekend for me is not always packed. And so it's not always about getting our kids in as many activities as possible, it's helping. Everybody finds something that they can enjoy. And it's also having some time at home. Yeah. And not always being rushed. It's also meal prepping and it's also getting in some exercise and um, not being 
overcommitted. So we say no to social events. We say no to social gatherings sometimes because that doesn't necessarily fit in our ideal weekend. So yeah. I, the ideal day is a much easier way to look at success. Yeah, I love that. And I think that you were saying like you give yourself some time, like this exercise alone gives yourself some time to, to reflect and to give yourself space to dream. Yeah. And I just, um, it was interesting because I saw an Instagram post that you did and you talked about some people on vacation want to do this and here's what I want to do. And I think like there is the common thread through this too. So I would, you know, I was like, yes, weekday for sure. Weekend day. And I kind of think vacation because I was just talking, um, I'm in this financial group and I was, someone would just came back for, it wasn't vacation, but just came back and she felt like behind. And I'm like, yes, one of my financial goals, it doesn't sound like it, but one of my financial goals is to feel like I can come back from something Mm -hmm. and not to have had to get up two hours earlier to make up and to make up for it while I'm on vacation or while I'm on this work conference or whatever, or to feel like when I come home, like, oh my goodness. Right. So that's actually one of my financial goals is to allow that to be a thing. And obviously it's more than finances. Uh, but I love that And the other common thread that I hear in all this is, and I don't know if you've always been this way or not, but you're like owning, owning it. Right. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. And I love that you hear that. And I feel like it is who I am. And there's times in this world where I've questioned, um, where if I, I can stray and, and not trust myself, but when I trust myself, I know myself, I trust myself. I have good intuition. I'm not always going to do it right. And I'm okay with mistakes. I trust. So Kirsten, I trust that I'm going to make mistakes and I'm strong enough to work through them. Yeah. I don't always have to trust that my next step is the exact next step that I should go to this, but not that I should, uh, I mean, everyday decisions, I know I'm going to mess some up, but I also trust that I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I, I do feel more confident in the kind of life I want to have. So where does, where does like dreaming come into this idea of an ideal day? Well, some of the things I started thinking about in my ideal day where a lot of things had to do with being outside, paddleboarding, being on the lake, laying on a dock, being in the sunshine. And so when, if that was included in an ideal day for me, that meant I wanted to try to create a lifestyle where I could live on the lake or where I could have a paddleboard or we could have a pontoon. So it's like lifestyle things started to show up because part of my ideal day included, I don't want to have to get in a car and drive to take a paddleboard somewhere. I would love to just paddleboard during the day. So now if you follow me on social media, you'll say, you'll see one of the things I love sharing the most in the summertime that I will work really, really hard. And I will, and then I will disconnect 100% and go out on the lake and paddleboard. And I feel like that's part of an ideal day for me. And I built my life around being able to do things like that. I feel like we could all live kindly, but more unapologetically. Mm. And when I say live unapologetically, I don't mean be a jerk. Mm-hmm. I don't mean be unapologetic, cut people off in traffic, flip people off, do anything, just do, be, be selfish just to you. But I think living unapologetically means living the way that you feel. I listened to a podcast recently, Kirsten, and she said, move to what's warm, move mm-hmm. to what feels free, move to what feels natural to you. Like 
and be yourself unapologetically yourself. So be kind. And there's this thought that like, oh, if you are taking care of yourself and living unapologetically, you're telling the rest of the world to screw off. I'm not saying that. Not I'm saying, right. You be, I don't hear that message at all. You know what I mean? Like if you're happier, it's going to reflect in every single thing you do, everything you touch, everything you contribute mm-hmm. to what you do. So yeah. it's confident about who I want to be and the roles I want to have and the family I want to have. And for any of the listeners out there who have blended families or divorced families or single parent families, or, um, you know, same sex family, like there's all different views of family out there. And I've become so much more comfortable just saying, listen, family are people who choose to do life together and love each other. And, um, and I am unapologetic about business family about the way I see the world. Like it's be kind to others and their choices, but be unapologetic about who you want to be. That's so powerful. We could end (laughs) it right here, but we're not gonna. (laughs) Mic drop moment there. Uh, Okay. So I want to hear if you have a story to tell us either from yourself or someone you've seen this happen to when you successfully, like you made an intentional decision to live life on your terms and it happened, it worked. And then also if I think it's interesting to know, like you just said earlier, like we're going to make mistakes, like Mm -hmm. tell us what a time when you were like, Hmm, you either changed your mind about what success on your terms were or a time that didn't work that you were like, okay, try it again. Yeah. (laughs) Try it again, Trina. That has a good ring to it. (laughs) Oh, it's such a good question, Kirsten. I absolutely love it. And I think that no matter what your listeners do for, for work or life, I mean, I'm assuming we're talking to a lot of maybe people with families, kids, working professionals, working moms, working parents that, you know, this whole idea of balance is one of the hardest things. And I know you've, you've had some conversations uh, with your listener or with your guests about it. Balance is a hard word. And I, one of the best explanations I heard about balance. So my biggest mistakes, my biggest wins have always been around balance, by the way, that's my answer. And I'll explain it. Um, I heard someone share in, um, I was listening to a, a book on audio recently and the woman shared that balance isn't having it all together. Balance is taking care of what's in front of you right now. Well, so balance means when you're being a parent, do your best to be a parent. When you're running your business, do your best in that business, in that moment. It's not about all the moments lining up 10% of your time makes up hundred percent of your life. Like it's balance is an equal time to equal role. Just like our kids don't need the same things from us. Different kids need different things. It's more balanced to me is, am I showing up my best self in this role right now? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Move on. Have I shown up <laughs> my best self in this role right now? Do I need to tweak my parenting? Do I need to tweak how I show up in my relationship? Do I need to tweak how I'm showing up at work? And I feel like when I look at balance that way, there's been times where I need to fix a role. I need to fix a role, right? And um, so why? Like, how can you tell you need to fix something if you are feeling burnt out? Mm -hmm. If you're feeling burnt out, it's probably that you're feeling frazzled and all your different roles. And if you just looked at each one 
on their own, like, how could I be a better partner right now to your significant other? How could I be a better mom right now? Could I just unplug? Could I sit down and listen? Could I have a 15 minute conversation before bed? Could we read a book together? Could we take a walk together? What is my significant other need for me? Should we do an unplugged dinner? Should I offer to make dinner? Should we go on a date? Should we go away for the weekend? Like look at each role. And I find that when I look at each role and think, what could I tweak in this one? How could I bring less stress to this role as a gym owner? I can tell you it's been, you know, it's been a joy and a journey and it's been, um, fun and it's been stress because when you own a business, any of your listeners, you own a business and everybody else's life becomes part of your life. When they have a baby, when they get divorced, when they move, when they have a sick child, when they have a sick parent, everybody else's problems become your problems. Mm-hmm. And so being able to have some boundaries with that and not let everybody else's problems become your life. I have had a lot of holidays ruined or overshadowed to be brutally honest, because I've let employee issues immerse into my life and my family. And so, um, so, okay. So when I get down to it, I'd say my, if a story is there's been times where I felt completely burnt out the end of my rope. I can't do anymore. And I feel like I'm hitting a brick wall. I feel like I, and so what have I done? I have given myself space to just completely back off of work, give myself space to, um, regroup. I don't know that working harder and working through burnout is the answer. Mm -hmm. I think giving yourself space to say, what do I need to remove? What do I need to fix? Sometimes it's been a week in um, a few years ago. I remember feeling like basically Kirsten, the whole month of January, I need to give myself permission to still show up, but not do more, not do extra, not create. And I needed, like, I, I really didn't feel like I came into my year until February. And sometimes I just need space and time to think it's such a weird answer, but I tell you, I can always find answers. If I can find calmness, find stillness, find quiet. So true. It is and, true. And so okay, more I, doesn't always help. We're, we're very alike in this way. Like when you were saying earlier about like wanting, like, okay, I got this. Let's win the roles. Let's win the role. You know, let's, you know, like, what am I supposed to do to get an A? Okay. I'm going to do it. You know, that type of mentality. And when you were saying that right now, thank you for sharing that and kind of just like putting it all out there uh, for us. And, you know, what I keep on thinking in different points of what you were just talking about is how often do we have, and this isn't always going to happen, but how often with our partner or with our kids, like think of the roles that you have in your top five, six, or seven. And think about sometimes you can have this like connection and in real time, it's let's say one minute or five minutes, like it's five minutes, but you're dropped in. It's meaningful. It makes a difference. Yeah. And so I loved when you said it doesn't need to like equal a freaking hundred percent that, that makes me like crazy because that's so not who I am. And so I love that, you know, sentiment. And then the other thing that I was like, yes, preach for (laughs) me too, is like, you know what, if I can give myself time where I do, um, like, a a walk or a run that I don't have to go a certain distance. 
I don't have to listen or I don't have to do anything. There's no right. have tos. If I just give myself the space to go for a walk yeah, and I have like a little, some buffer around that time, like I create a lot of solutions. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. If I would have forced myself to sit down and create a program, it mm-hmm. wouldn't have been near as good. Right. So or, not- when to disconnect, I remember Darren Hardy, someone that you and I, I'm sure both follow. He wrote yeah. the compound effect, um, lots of books, entrepreneurs, roller coaster. And he said once I get paid to think. And mm-hmm. so I get paid to recover. And mm-hmm. I, and so I've always taken that to heart that like, I feel like I'm a really diligent hard worker in the sense that when I sit down to work, I'm strategic. I make things happen, but being a hard worker no longer means how many hours I'm putting in. It means what I'm actually producing. And I, that's a shift I had to make. And I, I feel like, um, you know, you asked for a personal story and I can say that there's been moments over 16 years of owning clubs, 13 years of doing beach body, 18 years of being a mom, um, that there's been times where I've literally hit a brick wall where I feel like relationships are crumbling. I'm not showing up as my best self at work. I'm not taking the best care of myself. And in those moments, I've been able to fix things by finding calmness, stillness, space, and time to say, what, what do I need to remove? What do I need to cut back on? What do I need to, how can I show up better? Um, you know, during the pandemic, Kirsten, I feel like I showed up really hard in my health club community for my members, my team to let them, to give them some confidence that we're going to stay open. We're going to make it through. So whether you own a business, work at a business, whatever, maybe you had to be kind of the, um, liked the beacon in the storm for people. I feel like I had to do that. And after a while, I feel like I wasn't showing up as my best self anymore. I was frustrated with teammates or I was frustrated with things happening. And I was kind of bringing my resentments to the table with me. Mm. And when you carry resentment, resentments with you, they just build. And what I had to do was make a smaller team, cut back on the things we're offering and do more by doing less. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And that's been, that's been helpful. Sometimes I'm better in life. I can do more by, by doing less, by committing less. I'll go in deeper with what's in front of me versus trying to be everywhere for everybody. This whole idea that we're not getting a medal, Mm -hmm. not getting a medal by how many places we show up, how many people think that we help them like, just be really good where you are. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure burnout's a real thing to your listeners. And I've been there. I've hit brick walls over the years, but I've, when you hit the brick wall, when you find, feel burnt out, when you feel like you're carrying resentments with you, the goal is not to push through the goal is to slow down, reflect, look, remove. Yes. Yes. So, oh my goodness. I have pages of notes. (laughs) And you know, that helps me stay engaged. It helps me be here. Um, and there's so many things that you're such a great coach and such a great leader in the fact, like so many things that I just wrote down can be very actionable. And I think that's super powerful. And I typically ask, not everyone has that skill so refined as you do, but if you, you had to pick one thing that we're like, okay drop her shoulders. We want to start or continue or have this journey of living success on our terms, have it like come alive in us. Yeah. What would you say? It's a very loaded question. It is. And it depends on the person, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like, okay, if we look at the actionable things that we chatted about, if, if people just honestly did the thing of, let's just touch on this first, make the list of all the roles you have, take a hard look at them and say, am I trying to show up for too many things right now? I'm telling you, so I'm giving you the permission, giving you permission right now, yes. listener to say you're allowed to not be everybody's friend. You're mm-hmm. allowed to not volunteer for everything at school. You're allowed to not run every meeting, everything. Okay. You're allowed. Now you can say research says that I should have six roles. And so I'm really trying to give more to these roles. And one, one of your roles is already taken up by self. So you got five other roles. That's one thing. The ideal day, if people can sit down and think about an ideal day, Kirsten, shouldn't be next summer when I have that two week vacation, this is what I'm going to do. That's not success on your terms. Mm -hmm. An ideal day is what time do I want to get up? What do I want my meals to look like? What's my movement look like? What's, what am I thinking about? What am I reading? What am I listening to? Who am I spending time with? What's my work look like? That's an ideal day. We're not, we're not pining off for a vacation to have an ideal life. Okay. It's for today. So if you take those things and then you say, okay, Trina, what's some of the actionables somebody could take with them? Well, here's my, I think my favorite, favorite, favorite lesson that's carried me through things in life is that it's this concept that everybody could really bring into themselves today and almost feel different immediately. And it's this, that if you trust, they're always going to figure it out. Listen, we figured out high school. That was hard. The clicks, the (laughs) teachers, the grades that like, Many of you on on the college, you figured out college, 18 years old, learning how to live life on on your own, learning how relationships and friendships and paying bills. We have done hard things in this world. Many of you have had kids, like you figured out how to take this infant and care for it. We figured out marriages and relationships that if you trust that you're always going to figure it out, would you give yourself the gift of showing up more calm and confident in daily life? That's my favorite lesson. Every listener can say, starting today, I'm going to show up to my next meeting, show up to my next phone call, show up at the next sporting event, show up at the next thing at school, show up at the dinner table, more calm and confident. When you decide to embrace those two words as I have, life feels different. Mm -hmm. You trust that being calm and confident doesn't mean you know every answer. It means that no matter what happens, you feel capable of handling it. So when I get on a call, if I get on a zoom, if I show up in a class, I'm teaching, if I show up to my kids, if I show up at a sporting event, if I show up with us, whatever, I'm going to show up calm because everybody else is frenetic and kind of needs that. And I'm going to show up confident because I trust myself. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think we, we give that energy to people when we show up that way. So I'm going to encourage your listeners to take a deep breath and show up at your dinner table, not complaining about your day and not always rushed and throwing stuff on the table and throwing stuff out the door and jumping in the car. Like, please start to feel what life would feel like if you showed up more calm and more confident. Yeah, that's so true. And I think like the flavor for you is calm and confident. But the root of what you're telling us to do is drop into what would we feel and what would we do and how would we be if we totally trusted that it was, that we were going to figure it out, that we trusted ourselves, that it was going to be. That's the root of it. Good or great. No or matter wonderful. What, yeah. No matter what. It's yeah. no matter what happens. If you trust that 
our goal isn't to try to control, manipulate, and line everything up the way we need it. Our goal is to show up and trust that we will figure out if this happens at work, I'll figure it out. If this happens at my kid's school, I'll figure it out. Right. And I think so, you know, many people, Kirsten approach life and as I need to control it, manipulate it, line it up. Exactly. I need my kid to do this, 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 if this happens, I'm mad. If this happens, I'm mad. listen, I'm just going to trust that I'm going to be a good parent. I'm going to raise good humans. Life is not always going to be easy for them. And they're going to need to try to figure things out too. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot, you know, I'm not saying take your hands off the wheel in life and let life happen. I'm saying be in charge of your own life and trust that you're going to make you're going to make the best out of any situation. And I think that when we create more calm, confident people, we create more calm, confident meetings and workplaces and households. Preach. Amen, sister. Okay. There's, there's where the mic drop is. Where can we follow you, find you and connect with you? Well, let's just keep it super simple in this world, of social media. Uh, I share life lessons, business lessons, do some lives really on my Instagram is kind of the place to like, if you like my voice or like what I'm talking about and you just need some drops of that. Um, I'm on Instagram at Trina gray, T R I N A G R A Y. Facebook is more me sharing a little bit more about like my family, my community, my, my health club, my local stuff. Um, if that's of interest to you, you can find me on Facebook at Trina gray. Um, and that's just kind of an easy place to meet. Um, let's just keep it at that. Yeah. And you are so powerful and part of what makes you so inspiring is I'll go back to it. I said it earlier, just owning it. And I am so thankful to know you and uh-huh. so thankful to like be on your teams and be mentored by you. And also you are really great at, uh, letting people come alongside you, which I think is, is so amazing. So thank you. I appreciate that. We started the episode with the idea that success feels better when you pay it forward and you share it. Success is not to be on a mountaintop by yourself. I feel like I've created a lot of success in my life and business and family and friendships and travel and adventure. And it would be far less meaningful if I didn't see that in the people around me, right? So creating success in others is, is really, um, I feel like what we're put on this earth to do is to help serve. So Kirsten, I appreciate you having me here today. I hope that your listeners took some ideas. If they want to share anything that they learned that they liked, I always love hearing what other people heard. So you can always tag me on your Instagram or Facebook story. And I will promise to write you back. Yes. Yay. Awesome. Thank you, Trina. See ya. Woo woo. Oh yeah, you did it. This has been another episode of the making changes you love to live with podcasts. I think, you know, already that I love, love, love helping people just like you become stronger, brighter, bolder versions of yourself. I see something in you that maybe you don't even see yet. Okay. So I just want you to like soak that in and receive it be like, yes, yes. She's talking to me. I can't wait to warm up with you with a little fitness inspired warm up on Friday to get your blood pumping and do a victory lap on your week. Let's finish with this amazing song by Kaylee Joy. And the intro song is her amazing work as well. So woo woo, let's do this thing. I love the sentiment of this song and I hope you enjoy it too. Again, thank you for being here. You listening, you sharing, 
your story, being a part of this community, sharing episodes with friends, sharing this podcast with friends. It just makes a world of difference and allows this to happen. So get it, get it. Have a great day and enjoy the song. This is real life.